0: This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Left's Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com.
1: Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Ashley Fresca with WSB Radio. Good morning, Ashley.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Mitch.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're going to talk about your work at SB, keeping people going in traffic. We're going to talk about green and growing we're going to talk about the carathon but okay i've got 20 minutes how are we gonna do all that all right we'll get we'll get there we'll, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be i mean i may like do like you guys do and like accelerate the uh the I do audio traffic. i talk fast <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right so so tell me first about what what your duties and responsibilities are at wsb radio we'll, we'll, we'll start from there
0: after 13 years at wsb really my roles have evolved just simply because I've never said no to anything. I've been anxious to try everything in that building. And so currently I'm the morning drive traffic reporter during Atlanta's morning news Monday through Friday. And then Walter Reeves retired from the lawn and garden show after 26 years back in 2020. And I was his producer for about eight of those years. So Pete Spriggs, our program director at the time was like, Hey, why not? You're more familiar with the show than anybody else. You want to go the garden <laughs> show? And I did not see that one coming, but, uh, Currently my third year of hosting Green and Growing on Saturday mornings, and I love it.
1: Okay, and, and Green and Growing airs Saturdays what, from what time to what time?
0: Saturday morning on 95.5 WSB from 6 to 9. And Walter, back in the day, used to do 6 to 10. I don't know how he did it. Three hours <laughs> and four hours. That's like a day's worth of difference.
1: <laughs> See, and is, is there, a, um, is there, is there like a special website or anything where people can find like archive podcasts or just go on WSBradio.com?
0: Yep, if they go on wsbradio.com dot slash green um, and growing, and I have a big presence on the Facebook page, I just don't have the bandwidth right now to do my own website. But the Facebook page seems to <clears throat> touch a lot of people, give yeah. a lot of current information. So just search Facebook for Green and Growing WSB.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's, uh, you get such interesting questions sometimes, and, and sometimes <laughs> you're kind of yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm usually listening at, like the second hour because I don't. Quite get up there early on, on Saturday sometimes. I can't but.
0: blame
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to the second part of the show, but you know it's just interesting. I got this bug and i you know, don't know what it is. And here's here's like so you can't you can't like hold it up on a radio and say here's what it looks like. So you have to describe so it. So right?
0: hard. Do you want to hear the silliest question we've ever gotten? Absolutely. In? All right. I had some tree guys on about a year ago, and an older gentleman called and said, "I want a lower branch on my tree so that I can do a tire swing for the kids." I mean, he you know in a roundabout way got yeah. that question. Me and the arborist are looking at each other, you know, and of course, <laughs> thank goodness the listener couldn't see. We're like, wait, ask that question one more time. He wanted to know what chemical he could use to sprout a new limb or branch off that tree at just the right height. And I thought, oh, gosh, so we had to explain biology, very basic one.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, I do sometimes look at my backyard and think, I wish I had another tree. Right here, closer to the other trees, yeah. so I can set up my hammock easier because it's just not quite I don't have two trees quite in the right spot to, right. to set up set up my hammock so I have to hook it on a fence or something it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know it's, as my son says, first world problems dad you know right absolutely yeah. <laughs> all right so how do you how do you define or describe green and growing as as what the show is and also what it isn't?
0: Um, What it is, it's a show for anybody that likes the outdoors. I don't want to pigeonhole it to just gardeners because a lot of people come up to me and say, I have a brown thumb or I don't have a green thumb, uh, but I enjoy listening to your program because we cover other things. We cover bugs, we cover birding, um, outdoor activities, farming, also things to do. You know, if you and the kids were looking for things to do over the summer, my website was great about family farms, classes, workshops, butterflies, all kinds of things. So anyone really that loves the outdoors is is who that show is targeted to. And I get to do a lot of neat interviews with people Mitch that I never in my life would have thought I'd cross paths with, but people are just really into talking about what their passions are, what they know a lot about. And so I've never had a gardener, anybody in the the green industry that has been grumpy or object to <laughs> doing an interview. I mean, they love it.
1: A garden gardening is a I don't know some people don't like gardening. I to me it's therapeutic. It's you know, I get out there and pull pull the weeds and plant the flowers and I you know there's a little bit of hey, this flower is is growing. You know like we lost some stuff last year in the in the frost. Wow. And um, you know we we did a lot of planting in the front yard last year and had a a whole little section that didn't make it and had had just I was hoping that I kept hoping, hoping, hoping. Oh, it's going to come back. And my wife's finally like, it's not coming back. We, we it, held
0: but- out hope until May or June for that stuff that froze in December. Yeah. I mean, really, it took that long for some things to bounce back. But yeah. patience is one of those things we all have to have. And, you know, to your point, enjoying lawn work, I was just out mowing the grass before this interview and jumped in the shower. But it takes your mind off things, even if it's only for 20 minutes. You know, you just kind of right. get in the zone working outside. I love it.
1: Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't, have a, I don't have a gigantic yard. It's just enough to... You know, a couple of hours and I and I got it cleaned up. But you know, yep. you, you, every once in a while you look at it and you're like you know that corner's gotten a little weedy. I need to need to <laughs> clean that out a little bit, or the hedges have gotten a little. More, my my wife likes doing the hedges, so she'll do she'll do the hedges, and I'll you know I'll clean up the the stuff that she doesn't that she yeah, misses. Yeah, you can kind of see
0: your progress. It's just a little at a time. You know, don't get yeah. overwhelmed. Don't feel like you have to do it all at once.
1: Yeah. So if folks want to be a part of the show. Uh, or if they have an event they think you might be interested in. And, and I will say, I always tell folks, listen to the show first before you call with ideas. So, you know, that you're pitching the right thing. or You've got something mm-hmm. that, that fits. Uh, what's the best way, email, Facebook page, combination?
0: Uh, any of it, you know, and I'm I'm a one man band when it comes to that show. You know, I get emails and okay. direct messages on Facebook. They're like, oh, Ashley and team, you know, if you can answer this question <laughs> and I'm like, God, that would be neat." So if I take a few days to get back to anybody, that's why, but, on the Facebook page again, search green and growing WSB or my email address. That's a great way to send photographs to with a question of something you need identified. Ashley.frasca at CMG.com.
1: Okay. You don't have like a whole team, like Clark Howard, you like 20 people <laughs> in a room answering questions.
0: <laughs> One day.
1: <laughs> uh, are there, you know, we're kind of in, we're in August now. Are there, um, are there, kind of looking forward to their topics that you think, Hey, I want to cover this in September. I want to cover this in October. i mean, I, a lot I always, of yeah.
0: are still concerned with their lawns and all the weeds in their lawn. We had a lot of rain in July and just the hot temperatures really bringing on those warm season weeds. I mean, they'll die when it gets cold, but we still right. got to look at them for another few months and really starting to think about the fall vegetable garden, you know, the leafy crops and things like that folks getting excited about that.
1: It's one thing I have on my list. I haven't done like a backyard vegetable garden yet. I just, it's like, I keep thinking, I got to do that. I got to do that, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to that yet. too. it takes my, a
0: lot of dedication, but number one, Mitch, full sun, you got to have full sun or else don't even bother. <sighs> that's,
1: that's a little bit. Of, I have a lot of trees in my yard. So yeah, that's that kind of my, it's a, a little bit of my issue, but I have the, I have a side side, one side of the house has some space. Depends whether my neighbors want to be looking at my, gardening. Oh, that's
0: how long you'll share with them. That's true. That's true. All
1: right. Terry Terry and Teresa, did you hear that? I'm going to share with you guys. All right. Yep. I'll I'll follow up. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good. Um, And, and, you know, obviously, it seems like the pruning question is always like an eternal question. People are like, is it too late? Is it too early? When do I prune? And I think you guys are real. You and and your team are good about... (laughs) about saying here's when you should be pruning this or here's when you should yeah. be pruning that so you don't cut off the buds and and that kind of thing.
0: One of my favorite people that I've met so far, and there are a lot, but Dr. Alan Armitage at the University of Georgia, you know, professor emeritus, the horticulture department for years and years, written a lot of good books too. Just a fun character, just a fun guy. So I keep in touch with him. But I mean when he speaks to large groups and when I've interviewed him, just prune after flowering. He's like, don't make it complicated. Don't overthink it if you just remember that. And if it's something that doesn't flower, the only time you really don't want to prune is getting into the fall because anytime you prune or cut something, it's going to put on new growth. And believe it or not, after about a month or two of that gentle new growth, then winter comes, it gets cold. It's not hardy enough to withstand it. And then it dies. So that's the only time you really don't want to do any major pruning.
1: I'm going to highlight this section because that's like, (laughs) that's like, that's key. That's key. That's key. So the, I want to. We talked a little bit um, before we, before I hit record about the the WSB Carathon, mm-hmm. um, and I know you guys raised record amounts this year. So t- let's take a second and just talk about what the Carathon is and what it does and how much money you raised this year.
0: This was the twenty third year that uh, the team at WSB has partnered with the Children's Care of Atlanta, their Aflat Cancer and Blood Disorder Center. So children's is huge, right? They're into a lot of things, but we're focusing primarily our fundraising on pediatric cancers and blood disorders, the hematology department there. And so uh, Scott Slade, Bill Crane really took this on 23 years ago, decided this was a worthy cause. Our listeners could not agree more. They are the best in the city, best in the country, really, when it comes to this. So this was a record-breaking year. Our 23rd WSB Carathon raised $1.89 million dollars all of it going to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, every penny of it fighting childhood cancer and blood disorders. So thank you to everybody that listened to those two days, the end of July, and participated. It is, Mitch, you've seen it, one of the events that every single member of our staff, all of our hosts, our digital team, everybody is on board with and fully behind. And I've got to give props, too, to our new program director, Ken Charles. Couldn't wait, coming from LA, to see (laughs) this big production. And he's like, man, I just got to stand back and let you guys do what you do. And he was so moved after seeing those two days and our relationships with the foundation, our relationships personally, we remember patients and their families year after year that come back for interviews. And it's just really special.
1: And I know you guys put a lot of pre-work into that, getting all those interviews done and prepped and, and ready to go. And the show really is dedicated for days to really focusing on on those stories. So 1.9 right. million, one point, how much did you say? 1. Point, 1.89, 1.89 million. Okay. No,
0: let's round up. Let's say 1. 1.9. <laughs> well, but I it's mean, not- really that relationship begins as early as March or April when I'm in touch with the foundation and we start planning it, we start asking our hosts, you know, what do you want to offer listeners for donations and getting in touch with those patient families? It's, it's really a probably six to seven month out of the year deal. And now that the broadcast is over, we have to pay forward those incentives that we call them, you know, pay to have yeah. dinner with Eric Erickson or pay to have lunch <laughs> with Mark Aram. So all of those events are coming up for the donors, and those are just really exciting to be spending that special time with our listeners.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's and I guess we should tell folks, you know, if they want to donate, it's never too late, right?
0: It is never too late, that's right. WSBradio.com slash okay. Carathon. Okay. So, Carathon is all one word.
1: Just because you missed it last week doesn't mean you can't, Donate now. Oh, yeah.
0: We can oh, help great families calls. year-round. Thank you. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's go now into the really hard question. So, oh, boy. So this is the really hard question that I always ask folks that sometimes stumps people. All right. So what's the coolest thing about Ashley that people might not know? It could be a, a hobby, a talent, things you collect, anything, something, something fun like that.
0: Well, everyone knows about gardening. Everybody knows about my great Dane shadow. She's 130 pounds and is taller than me. Um, we go camping. We'll pull out the travel trailer and take her with us and just escape to the lake for a weekend. Really, Mitch, this is silly and I'm embarrassed for admitting this, but one of the most recent <laughs> things in my life, uh, had a huge crush on the Atlanta Braves left fielder, Ryan Klesko when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, right around the mid-90s when they won the World Series. And actually, here we are, twenty something years later. Just met the guy a couple weekends ago, and lost my mind. <laughs> Went down for a, a big party in Florida, yeah. and he was there, and we had a great conversation. And on Facebook, I posted the picture, and all of my friends from middle school and high school were like, "Finally, it happened." <laughs> and my husband helped facilitate it, so thanks, John.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. No, no, no insecurities there. That's good. That's fine. <laughs> That's good. All right. So. Next couple of questions. You don't have to go long answers; just kind of short, quick answers. I call this kind of the lightning round. So, last book you've read, or the last podcast you've listened to?
0: Um, one of Dr. Alan Armitage's book. I was books. I was reading about three of them at a time. But he writes just simple short stories. Aside from the garden books about perennials and the you know the stuffier type topics, um, he wrote about his time in the horticulture industry. With the manufacturing and the nurserymen and things all those years ago in Canada, moving to the United States. So it's interesting to hear, again, the amazing people in the horticulture industry that we come across and we meet and the science that we learn.
1: Right. OK. Favorite local restaurant.
0: You know, I've got to go with B&B Tavern, Butcher and Bottle. And there's a location okay. in Free Home, which isn't too far for me in Cherokee County and one off of Sixes Road. Amazing food. Great atmosphere.
1: All right. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure
0: tennis is that i don't even know if that's yeah, it that's pleasure. right. that's good
1: all right, that's, that's good. To all right. Uh, favorite local getaway
0: gotta be lake Alatoona. go camping
1: all right. all right yep we do a lot of water stuff up there with scouts that's that's a good place uh, it's fav- a little safer yeah.
0: than lake lanier here lately
1: apparently don't yeah. go yeah uh and uh favorite non-work hobby is that tennis again or maybe something
0: else. I think so. Yeah. I I work sometimes seven days a week, so it's tough to <laughs> remove myself from that. But we'll go with tennis, absolutely. Little. Actually, our mixed doubles team in Alta just made a city playoffs, so that cool. was really cool. Congrats!
1: Fun. And I'm noticing in the background, you've got you've got a little football. Uh, <laughs> is is that a is that a football rivalry partnership yeah. issue there in the house? Did you
0: see the prominence of the red because I'm the one that designed this room. So graduated from UGA in 05, Husband's a Tennessee fan, so that's all he gets. Well, plus the orange, the framing of the door. Oh,
1: there you go. I all thought right. I'd
0: give him a little bit of orange on the wall, but that's <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, we've been talking with Ashley Fresca, WSB Radio, about all things green and growing, uh, the WSB Canada, uh, Carathon. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk too much about how to navigate Atlanta traffic, but we'll save that for I don't know if there's an answer to that, right? Just
0: there's not really the one day that the Georgia Department of Transportation can just finish all the construction and not start a new project would be the day that I think traffic would flow great. <laughs> but yeah. we're we're an ever you know evolving city and growing, so I don't see that ever happening.
1: <laughs> well, we we always I, I'm when I'm out and about I'm always flipping on somebody on the radio to say to tell me. Where to, where to go and where not to go. In addition well, just to- when you
0: think it can't get any crazier, we have you know chicken trucks that overturn, and it's not carrying chickens; it's carrying the chicken parts. You know, we've had a zebra on the downtown connector. We've had a tiger down in Henry County at yep. the seventy-five six seventy-five merge. We had a plane land on two eighty-five at Peachtree Industrial. You just never know
1: another day in Atlanta. Yeah, you can't script this stuff. Just another day. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much. And uh, again, uh, if you want to get to our archive of uh, Journalist Spotlight Podcasts, go to our website, com and click on the Four Questions Journalist Spotlight tab or on YouTube. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. On um, YouTube, you can see the video versions and then if you can hear the audio versions on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, and all of those kinds of things. It's its hard to miss. And uh, as always, if you want to find our database of Atlanta Media, go to leftatlantamedia.com. There it is behind me there. And we'll talk to everybody in a week or two. Thanks, Ashley. I've been
0: looking forward to this. Thanks so right. much, Mitch.
1: Bye-bye.